This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm one of your hosts, Britton, and I'm up here in the incubator with <laughs> Richie and Bobby. We uh, yeah. just wrapped up pretty busy show season. I was out last week with a cold. I'm still coughing it all up. Bobby was out last week tending to some family stuff, and uh, but we're all back. I don't feeling feeling about forty percent. Well, I don't think I can blame it on him this time. Well, yeah. Normally, I blame it on him that he's the one that causes my sickness. But yeah, so Richie's sick no, too. No, it comes from COVID, Mary. It always does. Yeah, I know. Well, he. Yeah. We can blame him, but. Yeah. But I'm pretty positive. I wasn't around him this time. His booth was in the opposite end of the yeah. of the whole building complex. That's true. It's That's been true. like a two week deal. It's not COVID. I tested negative for COVID multiple times. <laughs> she tested? I did. I I swabbed my brain and <laughs> it came back with one line instead of two, which is always good. <laughs> On multiple he, fronts. He's uh practiced. Yeah. He knows so what it means. That would be COVID Mary. Well, COVID Mary. Bobby's been sick, too. I got it from Bobby, I believe. <laughs> it probably started with Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's great. Not even around. Yeah, throw me under the bus. Of course. That's so right. we uh, we had mm. a great show, and we do have some mm. awesome news, is we do have our uh, medicine wow. up here. Um, this is really good. There's not uh, we're, we're not going to be stopped by... By COVID or whatever this or is. Or general sickness. Because no. we have our special coffee. And, and we do. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's baby. extra special today. It, it took about special. 52 episodes, but we do finally have a special coffee sponsor. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Let's raise our glasses <laughs> yeah. to the Wood Family Spirits. Wood Family Spirits. Yes. They were down at the Portland show. We. Went by about eight times and mm-hmm. got uh, samples and decided <laughs> we loved loved it. Spoke to them. They decided they wanted to be a sponsor of our special coffee hour, which is also the podcast. But we drink <laughs> we drink special coffee this... the entire time. So we're drinking the Columbia Bourbon. It's straight bourbon whiskey, hundred proof. Yeah, it's so smooth. They it's um, so smooth. Uh, kind of caramel, got a bit of a caramel flavor to it. Like I said, you know, just my first taste of it, 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 it tastes like a, a really good smooth bourbon and a scotch. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that to it, but not the bite that a scotch has. No, no. But just the oakiness Mm -hmm. and, uh, it is aged for a minimum of three years in uh, new oak barrels. And so I think that's part of it. It just has a wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's kind got of a great flavor. Great flavor. Caramel. It works so really sweet. well in it, special It coffee. is so good in special <laughs> coffee. It does awesome. This is the verbiage on it. Since 1842, the Wood family deeply engages in Oregon's local, cultural, environmental, and political landscapes, toasting the spirit of Oregon heritage. We welcome pioneers of all generations to celebrate and adore the Pacific Northwest with this great bourbon. Columbia Straight Bourbon has a firm body, rich flavor, and unforgettable velvety finish. Oh, yeah. When we put our name on the label, you know it is a bourbon you can count on. 
proudly made by Wood Spirits LLC in Hood River, Oregon. And their main tasting room is in the Dallas, so that's yeah. where you want to go at, uh, what is it, Britain? the tap room? Yeah. The tap room in the Dallas. Ah, cool. So if you're driving through, stop in and give that stuff a try. You're going to love it. They also make a, we were sipping their vodka. Yeah, their vodka. Which is a little bit different. It's it's grape-based. Yeah. It was, so I haven't really had vodka since like, you know, Thirsty Thursday in college. <laughs> And when he was going to give me a taster of it, it was like, I really don't do vodka. And he's like, just try it. And so I tried it. It was so smooth that it was, yeah, brought me right back. We'll we'll have to do an afternoon session with with some vodka for for ice drinks. Well, okay. You talk me. (laughs) Let's do that. Throw some rave music on. (laughs) No, I don't think so. No, it's it's very good. Definitely go check it out. You can find them online at uh, woodspirits.com and uh, on social media at Wood Family Spirits. So we're pretty Thank excited you very about much, that. Wood Family Spirits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're, we're going to drink plenty of it. Yep. And hopefully you do too. Yeah. They have a really cool uh, little saying on here. It's like, through the rivers, from the mountains, to the ocean's tide, may your spirit stay open and your wings span wide. Yeah, that's what we're after. Bobby's into poetry. <laughs> yeah. Give me the bottle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You'll drink it all. I actually threw creamer in mine this morning. Yeah, Did you? Good. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, this one, yeah, with just coffee, because we were sampling coffee at the sportsman show. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Dad, he's like, I'm going to wander over there. So he wanders over with his little sample cup of coffee and goes, do you mind pouring one of those little shots in my coffee? And he just so black coffee, bourbon, it was outstanding. Well, it's, got, it's got that little sweet flavor to yeah. it that, that actually, like yeah. I said, with that, it's almost a scotch yeah. type flavor. And you know it. It, uh, it should be fantastic. That's gonna happen, quite a few, that's gonna happen a few times. <laughs> I'm looking over at him like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, no, don't I'm, be. I have don't to be cut coughing. that out. Yeah. No, I, I can't no, cut that out. You're not gonna be able to cut out these coughs. It's gonna be constant. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so how'd the show go for you, Britton? Oh, it was great. So um, for the second week in a row, Bobby bailed on me. <laughs> um, I did the entire show it wasn't by myself. My fault. I know it wasn't your. Fault. I did the show by myself. Stood in a booth for 12 <clears throat> hours a day. Um, and you know, talked fishing, which there's worse things to do. Absolutely. Um, my feet are a little sore. I, you know, naturally for like the fourth year in a row, I forgot the flooring for the booth. Of course. So standing on concrete all week was great, <laughs> but, uh, we had a couple of dealers that did really well selling and, um, yep. pushing the max lure stuff. We, uh, you know, got a lot of really good feedback from the customers, you know, talking about different, uh, product options that, you know, they're looking for that we're actually already working on. So overall, it was a good long week. I was ready to be home. I'm glad oh. to be done with show season. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was ready to be done too, just because that's a it's a long show. But the turnout was wonderful. And oh, they were was... packing people on Saturday. There was oh. like a two hour wait to oh, get it in. Was awesome. and people lined up on the high or on the freeway. See, that's, that's that's the way the show used to used be. to be. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we did just shy of 400 transactions in our booth. So we did a lot of business. Outstanding. And, see, but it's just great to visit with people. I, we saw a lot of people that we that always come and visit us, so we, we you know, we really enjoy that seeing uh, customers from past years and uh, sure, and, and a bunch of new ones and people even listening to the podcast. Yeah, had a handful of people come up and talk about the podcast. Tell yeah. us, you know, they love listening and they laugh a little, which is always yeah. good. You know, this is one of the the first times that I've ever missed the Portland show since nineteen eighty four. Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of the first ones I've ever yeah. missed. Well, you, we all wore bandanas you didn't in have your a, honor. Yeah. 
<laughs> you, did, you didn't really have a choice. Yeah. No, I didn't have a choice. So it's okay. Anyhow, so but I thought I thought about you guys every morning. I thought you know, I should probably have some special coffee because I know those guys are. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. making, I was mixing up some delicious Bloody Marys. Were you? I used Good. your recipe. Okay. But Good. you know, we typically use the pickle whiskey. Yeah. So I didn't have any pickle whiskey, so I just used regular uh, vodka. Right. Right. And so we want to go through the recipe. So the recipe was, you know, red solo cup. Yep. <laughs> ice. Mm-hmm. A dab of pickle juice straight out of the jar. Throw your clamato in. Oh yeah, that's a key. Yeah. Clamato, vodka, Worcestershire. Where's your sister sauce? Yeah. Worcestershire. And then uh, we actually used, I used the uh, Kinder's black pepper, salt, and garlic salt mix. Ooh, that sounds good. That would have been On top of it, and it was great. And then uh, a bunch of sriracha inside of it. We're going to have to give Danny a call. I was going to say, speaking of uh, Kinder's. Yeah. (laughs) Jailbird. Dan Avery, this uh, special coffee's for you this morning. There you go. Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Cheers cheers to Jailbird. (laughs) He's been been out of jail for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or Facebook jail, right? Facebook yeah, jail. Facebook yeah. jail. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Real jail. no, he's he's just Facebook jail guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you speak your mind. Jailbird yeah. Apparently, uh, freedom of speech is not allowed at Facebook. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, I, 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 I could get really excited on there, but I'd be in Facebook jail all You'd the time. You'd be in jail all the time. I know, I know. I just can't stand social media. I do it for a living, so okay. I just stay away from it personally. <laughs> I'll jump in every once in a while, and it's just like three weeks ago stuff, and I'm just like commenting on stuff that's no longer relevant. Stir the pot. Yeah. So, so you can tell from our conversation that the three of us have not been hunting or fishing nope. at all. Nope. None. And we're going absolutely berserk. Oh. I think I mean, Bobby's so, about to like be just a little it's pile been, it's of It's been like August, and I, I realize we went out and we jigged for two hours, two and a half hours, you know. Well. After our fiftieth, we did go fishing. Yeah, well, do we want to talk about that? No, no. no. I mean, that, we got like three like, state records. And that was weird. Got the hell out of there. <laughs> we did not have a good trip. Let's just hey. Put speaking that way. of which, did we you suck. see? Did you see the other day that that a kid caught a new uh, whitefish state record? I did out, out, out of Roosevelt. Out of Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm no, gonna tell you what. It's it probably it, wasn't as big as the one you and I caught. I'm gonna tell you what. Yeah, I looked at it and I thought. <laughs> Damn, that's seven point two pounds or if, something if like that. Told, I, I said we, that one that we caught. Did you guys catch a nice one? Have, have we told that story? No. I don't think so. <laughs> so Bobby and I, Bobby and I were on Banks Lake and we're fishing for a walleye. And when was it? Was it in the spring? Or was that oh that yeah, February? it was early early spring. It was like one of those times like during March that or time April, when we were fishing February, March, March you know, and just yeah. pounding the fish. I, and we were fish. getting big walleye. Yeah, and uh, we get this big fish on. And we pull it in, and it's a whitefish. And we're we're like, holy cow, it's a huge whitefish. And we're like, yeah, oh, icky, get that thing out of our boat. And we <laughs> just put it back. We took a picture of it. Yeah. And uh, my brother, who is a hatchery manager in Oregon, we sent it to him, and he saw it, and he's like, did you guys weigh that thing? And we're like, no. Why? No, we had to get it out of the boat. <laughs> he's like, you guys just probably caught the state record. And we're like, oh, no. And he goes, look it up. So we did, and they were like, Oh crap! It was like six point two pounds or something like that. It was that. yeah big. <laughs> yeah, that fish was way bigger than that. Yeah, so that's our whitefish story. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, come on, we he was, were catching walleye and 
when it comes to walleye with us, all those other fish are icky. Just get them out. We're oh, walleye. Yeah, absolutely. I had to touch the thing. Richie wanted to take a picture. I did. So I had to pick it up and touch it. And if uh, we if we'd ever update our we are outdoorsman Instagram page, maybe we could put that on there. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Big whitefish. Yeah. <laughs> this guy ooh, was targeting ooh. walleye. He was targeting walleye at a depth of seventy five feet. He was using a four inch swim bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were marking a lot of fish. They fought the fish for just a couple of minutes and didn't pull a lot of his line off his reel. Oh, really? Although he knew it was rather heavy from the bend on his fishing rod. As soon as I hooked it, I thought it was a big walleye. I carefully let the fish do its thing down below the boat, and then when it came to the surface, we netted the fish. <laughs> I was su- totally surprised I've never targeted Lake Whitefish in Lake Roosevelt. But yeah. it's a nice fish. Well, um, he goes to Gonzaga, so you can sense the, yeah, am I? <laughs> I don't like Gonzaga very much. Oh, it's not WSU. Oh, yeah, geez. It, yeah. There's wow. lots of Gonzaga fans that listen to this show now. That's Just, right. Come on. That's yeah, right. T-shirt fans. Mm. <laughs> t-shirt fans. You know what? Pay no hey, mind a to fans. B- a fan. I don't pay. Care. Pay no mind to Britain. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just a cougar, and he, you know, we're on a little run right now. The cougar basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, so you guys had had great shows. Good shows. I didn't make it. No, I sold. I sold some hats, but I don't sell product there. So it's just literally just sitting there letting people. What about scroll. mosquito bands? Did you sell? Shelby got rid of every mosquito band I brought. Excellent. All the kids are going to be protected from mosquitoes. Yeah, that's cool. Perfect. Um, Seminar went good. You know, we got we oh, got yeah. the uh, we got springers coming up, going into summer on steelhead. You know, all of that stuff. So everybody's excited. In fact, somebody caught uh, the first springer like two weeks ago on the uh, Willamette mouth of the Willamette. Hmm. Yeah, so, pe- people were jacked up. Yeah. I could tell when I got back to the office, I spent my entire morning yesterday fulfilling orders. That's awesome. I'd say we're officially in busy busy season, fishing yeah. season. But then, of course, you wake up to last snow night? this morning. Yeah, we had snow. So we're getting like, right into like, all right, open water, you know, very fun. And it's supposed to be like 10 degrees tomorrow, and we got snow. I got like a skiff of snow. Richie got like an inch of snow. And Bobby got four inches of snow yeah it's like just the opposite richie should be getting four inches i should be getting an inch no i'm and, but that, no that, that's the way it should go i i prefer that much more no i don't like you that had method. no snow prior to this little skip yeah no everything had melted off and totally i have tons of snow yeah so screw you yeah you can have the four inches <laughs> four i'm inches. so sick of it it's been here since november 7th yeah i know i know you know what this, this whole, this whole, you guys know me. I absolutely, I, I beg for snow in October and November. Wow. And, you know. So we can it, hunt. It just, yeah. yeah. I mean, we went, we went from summer, we went from 70 degrees at the end of October. I know. In elk season to overnight, somebody flipped the switch and it went to, you know, 12 degrees and snow and. Uh, well, when I got back into town Monday, it was 60 degrees in town. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a gnarly windstorm. Yep, big wind, and which then apparently warm weather and cold. And now it's supposed climate. to be zero degrees tonight. Zero, zero, degrees, which is not even a single degree. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a yeah cold. It's not good. And it, the thing that was really funny is this morning, according to the forecast, up to even till yesterday, this morning was supposed to be twelve, and it was twenty-eight. Yeah, they got the, they're off a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, they're so off by a day or two. I'm not really sure it's going to get that cold tonight, but anyway, it's yeah, it's, yeah. 
Roads were a little I slick don't like coming the up. It was a little slick coming up, though. I know. I told yeah. you guys to be careful. But you know what? You know what we're doing? We're getting really, really close to. We oh, we he are. He brought a call in. And, and and let's have a look see. Oh, do you know that we have another new sponsor? Yeah, Richie was hustling for the television show. Hustling at the show. At and the show. Uh, perfect. We need to get that one out of your hands and put in a foreplay turkey call. Foreplay. Oh, yeah, Whatever Tom wants. Does it come with that every Tom wants? <laughs> yeah, foreplay turkey calls, whatever Tom wants. <laughs> that is epic. That is epic. <laughs> I like that. Oh, my God. I, I, don't, need, even hunt, I, need I don't even turkey hunt, and we'll, I need one. We'll be, we'll be talking about that a little bit more. <laughs> Not today, but we will. That's We're going to be talking about that more. That's big. It's big. So now that Bobby's got his turkey call in, uh, <laughs> we do have a guest on today's show. We do. Uh, I was uh, honored to have the opportunity to talk to Larry D. Jones. Um, we did a phone interview. Larry is a Hall of Fame bow hunter, uh, really one of the pioneers, I would say, in uh, bow hunting and in particular capturing film about experiences bow hunting developed some of the first elk calls that were super effective that we had when we were we were kids and uh, it was a great conversation so. yeah i'm uh not as privy to larry i'm yeah. a little younger than that but You're a tad younger. i'm excited he's to, a tad uh, younger to take a listen and yeah. see what he's all about to say today i have larry d jones on uh, with us here and uh, many of you probably know larry uh, uh, he's a hall of fame bow hunter hunted big game species all over north america and what he's probably best known for is elk hunting and calling and, and when i was a kid i used to watch a lot of his videos so i'm really happy to visit with you thanks for being on larry Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. When I called and talked to you the other day, you said you were uh, out doing a little filming. Are you still actively involved in doing some uh, outdoor filming? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I I do some stuff for Bow Hunter at times, and uh, and the the program I was well, I'm trying to put together. You know, you, when you do this sort of thing, you have only what you can get. The animals will let you get. You might say. <laughs> You know, yeah, they make the show. Sure. I know that very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe for folks, just give a little bit of background. There's a lot of great podcasts out there. And one that I listened to recently where Larry talks a lot about his history and some of the details of bow hunting. And I would encourage all of you listening to find those. But just for folks, Larry, maybe for a little bit of context, when did you get started in bow hunting in 1961 probably and, way before any of you guys born. <laughs> <laughs> quite some time ago and what do you think that was that kind of got you started in it oh i knew exactly what caused me to get rolling on it <laughs> i had a friend ask me to go hunting with him and i told him well it was i said there's no season on because you know, i wasn't a bow hunter <laughs> then yeah he said, oh yeah bow bow season so anyway make a long story short he loaned me a bow and loaned me some arrows and then i did exactly what we tell people not to do i went out hunting and i shot at a deer yeah. and still to this day i can hear that bow 
string twang and watch that arrow float out there and the feet of that, that doe. And I actually got two <laughs> shot, shots, and it was such a thrill, you know, to see that, that uh, the next paycheck I went down and bought a bear super Kodiak and some of Bill Sweetland's forged cedars and uh, some Bodkin broadheads. <laughs> <laughs> And two weeks later, I killed my first deer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was in enthused, but uh, I was also a bit lucky. <laughs> my brother and I have been uh, avid bow hunters for over 30 years, and we, we started, well, he started actually a little bit before me, back when uh, he was in high school, and another friend of ours, lifelong friend, and, and he kind of did the same thing to me, you know, hey, let's go hunting. Well, I... I don't bow hunt, you know, kind of a thing. Well, here, I got this old bow you can use. And, and my experiences about getting started were pretty similar. And and I just got so hooked immediately, you know, getting close to animals and experiencing that. Do you, what do you think it was for you that really kind of drove your passion to be a bow hunter? I, I don't know if I there was any one thing. I mean, just the, the thrill of actually shooting a bow is, is just yeah. so much fun now. And I, I, <laughs> I had somebody ask me a while back, I tell them, you know, about the same type of story. And I said, uh, he said, well, did, what kind of po- compound bow did you shoot? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they, they, were, were, they weren't even in the in the Harper yet, so. No. Yeah. Don't you continue to shoot? You don't even use a compound bow to this day, do you? I do, actually. Uh, the last oh, couple of years, uh, I've had, had three shoulder repairs and I lost muscle and being 80 is pretty hard to get that strength back up so yeah i don't i don't really like it as much i think most people can shoot them more accurately than you can a recurve but with sure. good solid working and shooting the bow or you know just to shoot it enough you your mind will allow you to shoot instinctively which is actually a recurve a better hunting to, tool because of that it's certainly reliable um i've had over the years my compound bows do all kinds of crazy things in cold weather and this and that, especially the more fancy stuff that you add to them. And so I, I uh, certainly can appreciate the the fact that a recurve is is pretty reliable. <laughs> yep. It, you know, it it limits what you the distance you can shoot, of course. Sure. But, you know, but that's what makes you a better hunter. You got to get closer, right? Yep. So, uh, like I mentioned, one of the things that, you know, when I was younger and we were getting into this, a lot of the stuff that we watched were, was you and Dwight Shue out hunting in, you know, of course, the classic video elk fever. And then you did um, the one of my favorites that I, I just couldn't get enough of. And to this day, something that I want to do a lot more of is a bucket list thing is to go into the high country and hunt mule deer in that open country. But uh my question for you is, uh, what was it or how did you get started with the idea of filming? Because really, what you guys were doing something that was relatively new, you know, filming hunts. That was all something kind of new during that period. So what, what got you started? Well, I started because first thing, having a guy call, called me and he wanted to, me to be in a film that he was going to make on hunting mule deer up, up mm-hmm. in open country. And... Uh, so I did that, and uh, it wasn't a great production, and I was somewhat disappointed. And then a couple of guys from Montana wanted to do something with elk, and so I did that, and it, that was a better production. But just wasn't I, – I didn't think they was capturing the, the real thrill of the hunt, you know. So that's what got me started. <laughs> right. 
But yeah. at that point, I was I had my company called Wilderness Sound Production, so we were also uh, going to expose people to our product through that medium. Sure. And um, you had developed some uh, diaphragm elk calls, which we used religi- religiously for years, and that that probably just was a natural outcome of, of being a bow hunter and hunting elk and wanting to have something better sounding, I'm assuming. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And also something to market, you know. Uh, sure. I, I, I actually developed the, the tube call that had the metal stainless steel lead in it. It was the first one on the market that actually – sounded like an elk if you just blew on it. Mm-hmm. In, fact, in fact, I I still use that call to this day. Nice. <laughs> but sold tons of those. I bet you did, and I bought a few. <laughs> we really... Thank you. Very we, we, yeah, yeah. When you first started doing those videos, did you kind of realize sort of the influence they would have? I mean, you know, one of the things that I always... I love your, your you know, your boonie hat that you wore and... And when we were younger, that's what we wore. We bought them because we were like, we wanted to be like you guys. I think it was just more than that. We we wanted to be better hunters like you guys. Did did you realize that those videos would kind of have that influence? No, I didn't really. Uh, you know, I never thought about it too much. Mm-hmm. But right there was there wasn't a lot of other companies making videos at that time. So we were in kind of in the beginning of that phase. You know. Of course, nowadays everybody and their brother can buy a yeah a camera yeah camera with you know that's high enough quality that to make a good image they carry them around and yeah. try to get kill shots and some of them learn that's not that very easy <laughs> yeah exactly and I think I think you know for me somebody who's you know in the industry now making that making videos for television that I really agree with what you said. You know, I think capturing the experience is what is really needed, and that's something that we really focus on, and I know that that's what you did, and I think it kind of inspired me. And so, yeah, I think, um, you know, making those videos to show the experience, uh, I think that's what really had an influence for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, uh, you know, capturing that kind of footage, you know, good footage and putting uh, production together that, that makes sense instead of just, you know, kill. There's, there's a lot right. more to it than just killing an animal, as you well know. That, yeah. That's, uh, you know, even now, uh, you know, I like to watch other hunters um, and, and them in their adventures. Of course, I probably poo-poo some of them because they, they're just more uh, – <laughs> uh, doesn't show the adventure as much as just – emphasis on killing yeah yeah i agree and and so you know moving away from that and because really when we're out there that's not what it's all about i mean obviously we do we want to we want to be successful in our hunts but it's so much more than that and bow hunting provides that opportunity just to get close and have those experiences that you go back to camp or and tell your buddy what happened and it's about storytelling that's what i think anyway yeah well it's it's sharing the experience. Yeah. What um, What were some of maybe of your most favorite bow hunting experiences? You've been all over the place in Africa and all over North America, but are there any yeah. that stand out? <laughs> well, I guess uh, the one jumps out at me was um, I always I watched you know Fred Bear and other people shoot moose, and I always wanted to hunt a moose, and uh-huh. so I went up as a camera guy uh, to with M.R. James, who had the first bow hunter magazine. 
he would, I was going to be at videotape him. And so I asked the outfitter, I said, if MR gets uh, moose early, because it was a 10-day hunt, I said, would I be able to hunt? He said, yeah, you, you would have to pay a trophy fee if you kill something. And uh, so I said, great. So MR killed one the second day. <laughs> so <laughs> I had eight days to hunt moose. MR actually videotaped me shooting a big old bull that was like 68 and a half inches wide. And he ended up uh, scoring 223 inches. And that was the largest one in that scoring period for for Pope and Young. That was was such a fun hunt because we called a lot of bulls in. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I I like calling, you know, so uh, that was right down the alley. And the other experience, as I'm sure that more than one of your listeners have seen the footage of uh, the moose tried to kill Dwight Shue and me. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I where the moose charges him from about, I think it was about nine yards. And, yes, I've seen that. It's incredible. And, and, uh, and I, I think, you know, Dwight jumped across in front of me, and he wasn't trying to save my life. He was trying to save his own. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if, if he hadn't moved in and the moose recognized that we you know we were people not another moose mm-hmm. i think we would maybe maybe not be talking with to you right now so because i was right <laughs> on his shoulder you guys were close danger close yeah, yeah. yeah i uh my brother and some really close friends of ours went up year before last and and hunted moose in alaska and i wasn't able to go and Gosh, I, I was just so jealous because I they told me the similar experiences that you had. Just they called in lots of bulls and they had a lot of uh, neat experiences, and uh, so that's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, is it? And you don't, you know, you don't always have those kind of experiences. A lot of times you go and maybe only see one moose and get one chance, and you muff it or whatever. So those those can be really special times for sure. Is there anything that you haven't hunted that you wish you could have? Mm. <laughs> well, there's lots of animals I, you know, species I haven't killed. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, species like sheep and, and uh, you know, polar bear, some of these species, they're just so expensive. I, I, it just seems silly to yeah. put that much to hunt. So, uh, yeah. I, I still enjoy just getting out there and beating the brush trying to kill an elk or Black-tailed deer, spend time in the tree stand watching black-tailed deer, uh, <laughs> hunting hogs. Just, just, I, I, I just love to hunt, and it really doesn't matter the species so much. <laughs> exactly. And you've got some really good hunting where you live there. And uh, I know that my brother and our friend have just had some really cool black-tail hunts over there, and, and that's a real challenge. A black-tail is a real challenge with a bow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man. Well, that's very cool. Well, Larry, I'm glad to hear that you're still getting out there. Uh, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to visit with us and tell us about some of your experiences. And uh, gosh, I hope uh, my brother or myself gets to run into you in the woods out there again someday. Yeah, I do too. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks a bunch and happy hunting this this fall. Thank you. And, and to you also. God bless you. Thank you.
Larry Jones, uh, you know, has been in the industry. Long time. Yeah, long time. And, uh, you know, was one of the first guys, uh, Larry Jones, Dwight Shue, yep. you know, a few of those guys on the bow hunting side that, that you know, uh, I think Larry had one of the first productions as far as, uh, you know, sh- having his own production, filming yes. the experience of the hunt versus just showing kills or showing, you know, yep. stuff that, that was... There was, you guys got to remember back during that time, they didn't have half hour TV shows. They had hour shows or they had basically movies, mm-hmm. you know, two hour movies. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that we all did back at, during that time frame mm-hmm. was, uh, well, I, I've told you guys this story, you know, we go out to go shoot a film to catch large halibut on mm-hmm. Fishing the West. And that was one of the first ones that was out there uh, with uh, Larry Schoenborn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're up halibut fishing, and it, it, it's a, a two-hour show. It, mm-hmm. It's not yep. an hour show. It's not a half-hour show. It's not something. It's something that, that is a two-hour video mm-hmm. that, that they turn around and put on a tape, sell the tape. You know, it, it's one of those things. That's what existed at that time. Well, I think what they did is they pushed record yeah and, and then they put two hours of stuff that they got on there not well yeah. edited yeah youtube for yeah yeah it really you, was it, and see it, it none of that stuff existed so right you know really that 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 was the <laughs> that that was the time that i told you that gary wanted to catch a a, a 200 pound halibut or, or at least a hundred pound halibut on tv and my aunt and I hooked every one of the fish that he was on video with, and he was just pissed. And every night at 7.30 after dinner, he would grab me, and we would go out. He, I, I, I'm trying to hide from him, and he's looking for me all over the place. And we'd go out in this little 20-foot boat. The motor didn't work. Yeah. I mean, it literally didn't work. Yeah. You know, you get it going, and we go out there, and he's trying. He's trying to catch a hundred pound halibut. Yeah. It didn't matter whether it was filmed or not. He wanted to catch a hundred pound halibut, <laughs> and we're out there in between these small little islands and stuff. And the tide change would come up, and there'd be a four or five foot wall of water. And I'm going, Gary, you got to start the motor. We got to get out of here. You know, and then you go. <laughs> trying to get the motor started you know gary we got to get out of here now you know <laughs> he's trying to start the motor and i go gary we got to go now you know, <laughs> you know and he finally finally just get out of the way i mean every night we did this for a week and honest to god the last day we're there the plane the float plane's coming in at 11 o'clock gary hooks a fish the float plane is coming in. We see it coming in to pick us up to go take us back to Juno. He puts the halibut in the boat. We take it back to the dock. We put it on the scale. It's 200 pounds. And we got a picture of him laying on top of it in, in his clothes that he's going to wear on the plane. Laying on top. And, you know, a halibut has like a half inch thick of goo oh, over yeah. the outside of oh, it. Yeah. You know, He's laying on top of it, kissing it. And he and it's the only big fish that he caught himself. In fact, I that that was the one when I caught that world record halibut on fifteen pound. Yeah. During yeah. that that week. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just funnier than heck. Well, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, we make fun of Bobby a lot, but you know, you were in the industry early on doing a lot of this stuff, and I think just the parallel to me is that uh, you know Larry and Dwight they were kind of plowing ground and 
filming, hunting, and those kinds of things. Sure. And you guys were kind of plowing ground on the on the fishing side. And how did that kind of come about? Well, you know, like I said, there was very, very little at that time of, quote, video or shows that were out there. But they... Because the you guys were using like the wind stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had you had the wind. You had to wind up. Yeah, with so black black them. and white video. Yeah. You know, they didn't even have sound yet. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't even have sound yet. Yeah. And uh, God, <laughs> what an awesome. egghead! Well, this yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> was know, VHS probably. Oh yeah, yeah. But it it was oh, uh, something that that was very very different than what yeah. we know today. Right. Where you're able to tell a story in thirty minutes. Yeah. You're able to show something. You know, let, let's face it. We're hunters and fishermen. Right. When you go out and go hunting and fishing, not every time is perfect. No. At that time, it was perfect. Because, right. you know, you would shoot four hours of video and yeah. you would condense it down to, A couple you know, hours. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things that, that everything was a kill shot. Everything was, was catching a fish. Everything was, yeah. you know, you know that, that stuff didn't really exist today. Right. You know, or... At that time, there wasn't a lot of video out there that that really produced anything that uh, of I don't want to say substance because mm-hmm. the substance was there. Well, it, it was, it was the there, style. But, but it was every, the style. But, yeah, everything was it was a style, mm-hmm. and it and it basically portrayed catching fish after fish after mm-hmm. fish or shooting an animal and and mm-hmm. you know immediately and uh, we went over here and killed another animal mm-hmm. and you know. So it was it's it's a lot different than what it is today showing people what actually exists like mm-hmm. what we show mm-hmm. you know yeah. sometimes let's you don't face catch it stuff. you don't catch fish yeah. sometimes you don't kill an animal yeah. it it's it's all part of the of what is actual what what really happens in in reality right, right. exactly yeah and i think uh, the thing i liked a lot about then were a couple things that larry and dwight did one they they showed more of the adventure. I just, I forget the name of it, but they went to Nevada and hunted mule deer in the high country. And sure. I just, to this day, you know, I, I think back to that video and think, wow, what a, what a cool adventure that was. And then they, they had uh, elk fever. That was probably their most popular uh, mm-hmm. video they made. And, sure. And, uh, you know, Larry, he was a good caller, developed his own calls. And right. calling bulls and seeing bulls. And they hunted similar country that we hunt in you know sure and that and those are the kinds of things you looked up to and i'm sure it was the same with the stuff you guys were making oh absolutely absolutely everything that you you know i i've i've got a book that one of the first tv shows that ever came out Mm -hmm. was uh conway what was his first name twitty no (laughs) (laughs) anyhow yeah yeah yeah. he he had one of the first shows that that ever existed Uh he actually wrote a book that my grandfather bought, and he, he was from Portland. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first TV shows that, that ever existed. Right. Jim Conway. Yeah. He had this book, and, and I saw these pictures in this book, and they were just, as a kid, I, I aspired to, I want to go there. One of the places, and you guys will both know this because I brought it up numerous times, there was this picture of him catching the, or holding this huge, uh, absolutely brilliant rainbow i mean this rainbow is a, is a native rainbow in a lake in williams lake bc oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I i that picture has always stuck with me i've got that book from my grandfather the the book is uh you know 
40 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I still, I look at that picture and I go, God, we, we have got to go to Williams Lake and go fishing for those rainbows. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're just, they're beautiful. But, you know, everything was totally different back then. Yeah. You know, it was just, everything has evolved to where we're at today. And the stuff that we've done, whether it's, you know, fishing down in Australia, fishing in Russia, fishing in Africa, you know, the things, the things that we've done over the years yeah. and, and the, the pictures that, that you pose are what really aspire or what, what, you know, a, a young kid looks at and oh, they yeah, see that, sure. God, I want to go there. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to be that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? There's that, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, oh. cause that was the way it was for me and my yeah. brother with Larry, he was just like, my brother met Larry in the woods. He was blacktail hunting with my, my friend over there, Brett Boyd, which you guys have seen on the show before. Yeah. And he's actually been on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, so he and Brett were blacktail hunting and he ran into Larry cause it's not far from where he lives. Right. And Ronnie's like, that's Larry Jones, you know, kind of thing. He <laughs> goes over there and talks to him, and you know, he's just like he's just like anybody. He's just oh, a sure. he's just an avid hunter. He loves it, you know. And so they they got to talking about hunting and stuff, and it's like, man, I just talked to Larry Jones. Well, yeah, he's just like me, except for he's older. Yeah. <laughs> hey, That's a cool hey, thing. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, go sorry. easy on oh, that older oh, stuff. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel old today. Do you? <laughs> Oh my God! Oh jeez, <laughs> Britton, you look like you're asleep over there. Well, I was just you know listening to what did you tell me? La- you took Larry this D and Bobby L, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk talk about the old times. Oh come on, jeez, old times were awesome. Well, yes, it they was were. like it was like listening to it in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh goodness! No, but I hope you guys enjoyed both of those. Uh, to uh, old timers <laughs> tell stories. God, we need to get. Shit. We need to Where get, did this go? I'm an ageist. Now? I'm an ageist. We need. You to guys get are him. old. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get him something and perk him up a little bit. I think he's half asleep. Did over I take there. the Nyquil instead of the Dayquil? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, I think one you thing need... that might help me is the Wood Family Spirits. That's right. <laughs> you, you know, you know what another. we need to do. We need to take him out one of these days and just go somewhere and just go fishing. Yeah. Film everything, and, and and actually let him catch a few fish, <laughs> so that so that he he's you know for he, posterity. He start, well, it, it starts building his confidence. That's you know, true. Build that up a little bit. You're so, literally so doing that, that for yourself that. right now. <laughs> We've already handed out awards. <laughs> That's true. Oh, the award show! Oh my god! But uh, yeah, so. Uh, we're gonna wake up a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna splash a little bit more Wood Family Spirits <laughs> Columbia Bourbon yeah. into my Let's uh, do it. empty glass. Maybe if I just go straight because it's so smooth, it might be okay. I know. We're almost at 9 a.m., so it's pretty acceptable to go straight, I believe. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna wrap this up and uh, see you next week. So thanks for joining us. Be sure to go follow us on social media at Max Lure, at Herod Outdoors. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please give us a rating. It helps us a ton. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye.